Hi, this is Lindy Kaiser. Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Podcast. Today we have part two of our conversation with Steve Leonard. Steve is a retired Army colonel and the program director for the Master of Science program in business and organizational leadership at the University of Kansas. He's also the creator of the popular Doctrine Man, a humorous military cartoon that blossomed into an online brand with nearly 200,000 followers. The earlier part of our interview focused on professional development and career progression. Next, we dive into Steve's thoughts on how to make your transition out of the military successful. Talk about the military transition aspect. Do you have maybe one thing you wish you'd thought of or considered or any words of wisdom as far as your own transition out of the military? Was there anything you wish you'd done differently at all? The lesson that I took from my own transition, which took place about three years ago, was that you never know everything that you need to know to make a successful transition until after you've transitioned. And no matter how good ACAP can be or any kind of a separation program, they're not going to do the things that you need them to do on a personal level. And my key takeaway from transition and one that I'll share with everybody is that you kind of have to find those areas that are important to you and then find a coach or a mentor to walk you through that process. For example, you don't take on the VA unless you have somebody close by to give you good advice. I was very fortunate. Here I was as a colonel. I wasn't even thinking about the VA. A year before I retired, our G6 walks in my office and he says, hey, I heard you're going to retire. I said, yep. Okay, here's what you got to do. And then he just starts writing on my whiteboard. Here's, you've got to go to the doctor, start doing this, do that, do this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he literally lays out step by step what I need to do to go through the VA process. Because you don't spend 30 years in uniform and not break things, damage things. Uh, You're going to have issues. And properly documenting those and having your quote unquote ducks in a row is absolutely important when you walk in the door at the VA for your physical. If you don't do that or nobody tells you you should do that, you're not going to do that. And then years later, you regret it. In the same sense, if you want to get a job in the GS system, don't wait until you retire or you're sitting in the ACAP session to figure out how to do that. Find somebody who's maneuvered that process, who knows that process. Have them walk you through it. You want to start a business? It's the same thing. Find somebody who's done it. Find somebody who understands the process and who can help you through it. There's lots of good advice and good resources out there to draw on, but you've kind of got to have an idea of what you want to do. I went through Executive ACAP, and I was amazed at the number of people. You could have you could have drawn a line and split the class in two. Half the people wanted to start T-shirt businesses. The other half wanted to start CrossFit gyms. Nobody had a business plan. Nobody had anything done. Nobody knew what they were going to do. And they were all within months of final transition. That's not when you want to start thinking along those lines. You need to know what products you're going to create, what your business plan is, what tax law says. You've got all that to do. And you don't really want to, on your last day, say, I'm going to take six months of transition leave and, and that's when I'll figure it all out. You got to figure all that stuff out in advance. You have to find the right people to guide you through those processes. And then when you do step over that line, when you throw your boots over the wire, you're going to be a lot happier as, as a result. Problem is, we tend to look at things as you've served X number of years. Hey, the, the military is going to take care of you on the way out. 
Well, you know, that may be true to a certain degree, but say, for example, Soldier for Life, it's a great thing, but don't expect them to hold your hand all the way through separation and after transition. You've got to find those right people that can help you and listen closely to what they have to say. No one's going to tell you that until you're standing on the edge looking over. And at that point, somebody in the AG already has their hand on your back and they're getting ready to push you. And that's not when you want to find out how to manage uh, SDP or how to start a business or how to get in USA jobs and find the right position. All that stuff that you've got to have and you've got to understand before you get to even stepping in the door at ACAP. Personally, I was quite fortunate. I knew what I was going to do. I knew where I was going to do it and how, who I was going to be working for. What I needed to do was just maneuver the little things. Like when the VA wasn't a little thing, it was a big thing. But I had found the right people to help walk me through those processes and make sure that I didn't do the wrong kinds of things or didn't, didn't miss a step along the way. And that's usually what happens is without that advice from a coach or a mentor, you miss a step along the way. And then after you transition, you realize you missed the step and then it's too late to go back. You can't overstate that, that you've got to think about all that beforehand. And like I said, I was very fortunate. For some reason, I thought I was going to retire sooner than I did. And the Army, in its infinite wisdom, they kept me around longer and continued to promote me long after I thought I would be promoted. I would say about maybe 10 years before I retired, I started to look at what I was doing. And when I saw jobs that pushed me out of my comfort zone, I grabbed them. When I saw a job that, you know, uh, I, I think I, I ran strategic communications uh, for a couple of years. I'm not a PAO. I don't know anything about it. But I'm a strategist. I can think strategically. That was a job that helped me learn about branding and marketing and my own professional value outside the bounds of what I was already doing. Started looking for different jobs that still allowed me to give back to the profession, but at the same time start to expand my skill set in ways that would help me later on. People need to do more of that. Find the right person to tell you, hey, this is the right kind of job for you. Maybe handing out towels at the gym for the last year that you're in the military isn't what you need to do. It might be fun. It might give you a lot of time not to do anything, but at the same time, it doesn't prepare you for what comes later. And that's really what that's all about. You know, like I said, by the time you figure out everything that you need to know to make a successful transition, you're already gone. And then you look back and you complain. And even I did. I, even in the retrospect, there were things that I didn't know that I wish I would have known better. And I can't put my finger on them today, but there's always those things that, that they don't tell you in ACAP. They tell you what they can squeeze into a week and then fill out a couple of job applications and get out of here. And that's And that's really what it was. Yeah. It was... That's not going to prepare you for life. That's going to check a block before you sign out, and that's it. You know, we talk about that a lot. I think you know, people ask us at clearance jobs when they're getting ready to separate or, or retire. They say, you know, when should we start looking? Or and we say three years. I think your ten years is actually great. You know, just because you could, you should kind of always be ready or be looking or know what's out there. Um, you know, know your value in the civilian world and know what opportunities are available and they're going to change. But if you don't give yourself at least three years, then you don't give your network and your mentors kind of time to work for you as well, What is what I find too. You know, sometimes we've talked about the transition you know, several times. You and mentioned do it effectively. The, you can't just jump mentors. in the chute and go. And so this is like a trick question. 
but have you ever had a career move that you regretted or reconsidered? Maybe taken an assignment or not taken an assignment and regretted that later? I'm a true believer that you never look back, you don't harbor regrets. At the time, you know, there's always assignments that I would have rather pursued or jobs that I wish I could have taken or that maybe I should have taken. You know, looking back now, everything kind of worked out the way I would have intended it to. I made my decisions and moved on. And that's kind of my philosophy in life. Don't look back, just look forward. Don't beat yourself up. I believed all along that if I stayed focused on making a difference, that things would work out. And generally, that proves to be true. There's a silver lining in every cloud. You just have to find it. And even the worst assignment will play out, but you've got to find a way to make it work for you. My personal example was when I left Fort Campbell in 2004, I wanted to do nothing. I knew I was going to go to Fort Leavenworth. I wanted to do nothing more than teach at CGSC, at the Command General Staff College. That had been something I'd wanted to do for a long time because my passion in professional development, that's what I really wanted to do. I get to Fort Leavenworth, and I've been talking to the G1 at CGSC. I knew I had the job that I wanted. Everything had played out. I get to Fort Leavenworth, and they say, oh, actually, no, you're going to be a doctrine writer. I felt like Paul Bunyan had kicked me in the ass. It wasn't fun, and I could not imagine a worse assignment. But that assignment completely changed my professional career direction. What I didn't know at the time was that General Wallace, who was then the uh, CAC commander, had sat down to put together the slate of people that he wanted to lead the team to rewrite the Army's capstone operational doctrine, FM3O. And his criteria for the writing team was he wanted guys that were coming right out of the fight. I had just come back from Iraq. He wanted field grades who had just finished key and developmental assignment. And he wanted people that had graduated from the School of Advanced Military Studies. If you checked all three of those blocks, you were going to be on the 3.0 team. But that wasn't shared right away. I just knew that I was going to be sitting in a cubicle on the island of misfit toys and i wasn't very happy about it and then what i found myself within two years of arriving was that hey once a month i was sitting down with the chief of staff of the army we were briefing at that level we were having engagements with every senior leader in the military it was an exposure a professional growth exposure unparalleled i don't regret that assignment i'm very thankful for that assignment it it opened up doors that i could have never imagined but at the time i felt like that i had literally been sprayed down with a fire hose i couldn't imagine a worse job and little did i know it was an absolutely fantastic job it gave me more time to write more time to think it grew me to a completely new level if anything that reinforced the idea that there's a silver lining in every cloud that you just have to find it. Now, I know that sounds cliche, but it's how I survived every assignment that wasn't exactly what I wanted at the time. You work hard, you stay focused, you make a difference. That really goes a long way when you feel like life is kicking you in the ass every single day. You've got to stay focused and believe that there's a silver lining out there, but you find that through working hard and making a difference. Absolutely. No, that's great advice. And, and and that's, like you said, it ties in, you know, right back to what we were talking about at the beginning. That's how you grow personally and professionally is kind of how you respond in the, the tough or unexpected assignments. Usually when you get everything you want, you, you don't learn as much from it. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else I didn't touch on that you 
You know, I think there's only one thought. It's that if you're doing this job and you don't want to make a difference, then you should probably find a different job because this job is absolutely about making a difference over time and, and leaving the service in a better condition than it was when you received it. And that's a really broad thing to say when you talk about an institution of this size. But I had a friend of mine say something the other day. He was remarking about the fact that he, like me, is somebody who shares a great passion for growing that next generation. And he said it really hit home with him when he was talking with one of his protégés. And he realized that his protégé had protégés who had protégés. And he said, I'm like a great-grandpa now. I mean, what I taught him, he has taught other people who taught other people. He said, I don't think they need me anymore. I have outgrown my usefulness, but I am the grandpa in the room. And I said, that's what we all ought to be doing is we stay focused on, we grow that next generation, which in turn grows that next generation, and that's success. We don't need uh, personal accolades for that. It's just knowing that we made a difference, and that difference carried on beyond us. And that's the successful career in my book. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Security Clearance Podcast. Please visit news.clearancejobs.com for more security clearance news, insights, and information. Have a great day.